It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Sorry. Hello everyone and welcome uh, to the VIHA pod, the last one of the season. I'm joined as ever with Nick Ivel. How are you doing, Nick? Hey Rambo, how are you doing? I'm not bad, thanks. Nick sounding a lot more chipper than he did when he first answered the call. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> Nick... Uh, been a bit of a weird time. Uh, it's now May, and May as as ever is like uh, it's like going cold turkey. Um, I don't know what it's like for you. Yeah, it is. Like it's uh, it's strange in terms of like I, I feel withdrawal symptoms from my Sheffield, from um, just from the ice rink in general. Like average refereeing is a thing of the past. Like I don't know. It's just it's just strange. Really, really strange. But. Um, I'm sure we're not the only ones who uh feeling a little bit different. We certainly towards the end we uh we uh we had quite a lot of contact, did quite a lot of podcasts and quite a lot of time together and then just suddenly gone from that to nothing Rambo. Feel feel a little bit left out. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean that's uh I'm not sure that people will be missing us, but I've been missing you, Nick, so it's good to it's good to hear from you again. Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway, Nick, I mean it's not it's not all doom and gloom. There's still a couple of things to go. We've got women's nationals. Uh, and we've got um, alumni nationals on the 1st of July, which we'll not be able to do any preview of, because I haven't a clue who's going to be there or who's not going to be there. No, exactly. That's a complete mystery. Yeah. Are, are, they, are the flames going down? <laughs> uh, I, I have... I don't honestly know is the answer, in terms of... Uh, there's been a little bit of chat about it, but not been... Uh... Not been too much, so I don't know. I think it's one of the, I've been in contact with Rathbone, who's obviously organising the event and uh, and seeing what's going on. It might be a case of uh, not necessarily being the last in and, and filling in as a team, but uh, certainly if there are other teams out there that are willing to get involved, um, you might end up taking our spot because we're not that organised currently. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that's the then that's the case with uh, with quite a few teams. Um, but um, look at looking ahead uh, to the more the nearer future, um, we've got women's nationals, and uh, I had the pleasure of uh, of catching up with Nina Brown, who uh, we all know from played for the international all stars and uh, and scored that fabulous goal in the the Division Two non checking playoff final. Um, so uh, we'll we'll have a re listen to that now. Hi everyone, I'm joined uh, with uh, Nina Brown of the Leeds Griffins organisation. How are you doing, Nina? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So uh, Nina, I uh, I got to know you a little bit um, through the GBU Women's Programme and uh, you, you obviously played for the International All-Stars this year. Um, can you tell us a bit about your hockey background? Um, yeah, so I started playing roller hockey when I was 10 um, back in Eastbourne um, and then I started, first played ice hockey when um, I got to uni, so um, two and a half years ago. Um, and yeah, just got really into playing ice hockey and with the Griffins, and yeah, had a good season with the Griffins so far. Cool, cool. And uh, you, you're uh, the Griffins, of course, are the Leeds team, but um, playing in Bradford. What's the the sort of setup for training and games uh, for you? What what, what would a, a game day or a training day consist of? Um, right, so yeah, we um, we train in Bradford at the moment because Leeds doesn't actually have an ice rink. Well, there's, they've been saying they're building one since my first year, but it's um, I'm finishing uni this year and it's still just um, like not there. Um, so we the training in Bradford is sort of half ten till midnight um, Thursdays and Saturdays, which is a bit of a challenge for some people. Um, and yeah, so we yeah game days um, in Bradford just get to the rink about nine, half nine. And, um, play, then organise or um, dibs, taxis and lifts back. It's always a bit of a uh, like a hassle, but it's um, waiting on that Leeds rink. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you you've been playing for the Leeds B team this year. Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And uh, could you just uh, you obviously won the the playoffs, but um, 
what was it, what was it around like around the camp this year, uh, preparing for that build up to to winning the playoff final? Um, well, the B team this year, it's been just such a good vibe. It's been such um, we've had a bit of a mix of players um, and from sort of people who knew each other really well from the original team, people who were completely new, people just in Leeds for a year, like doing a year abroad. Um, and throughout the year, we've really all developed as players and really grown together as a team. So it's very much a family vibe in the team. Um, so in the run up to, well, the week before the playoff game, we had the Nationals, which was, we were, we played in tier four all season and we went in tier three Nationals. So we were all quite nervous about that, but, um, we, we did well for, from what we thought we were going to do. Um, and we actually met the Red Hawks out on the Nationals. Um, <laughs> on the night out on the Saturday, so um, um, we um, were you know feeling alright about you know a bit nervous about the playoff game, but we um, yeah brewed out the season and we're ready for it the weekend to happen. Yeah, yeah, and uh, in in that playoff final, you managed to to bag yourself a a pretty nice goal. What was going through your <laughs> mind when you picked up the puck? Um, I was just so excited because uh, you know I'm a defensive player. Um, my um, one thing that I need to work on as a player is my my slap shot as a defender. But um, like I, I do like having a everyone likes a little skate up front and a little um, sort of ring it around a few players. So yeah, felt pretty electric to be honest. To, and to get that goal at that point where it was three two to four two in a playoff game, um, the end of the season with the team that you love, it was just yeah incredible. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, of course I picked up the the player of the game award for, for that game as well. Um, was your mum in touch with you just after after she watched the final? Um, yeah, well, so um, it was my dad and my auntie watching in the stands and um, my mum was watching back home. Um, and, yeah, they were... It was the first ice hockey game that my um, auntie's actually ever seen me play. Um, all my family's from Sheffield. Um, and um, she like that's the first game she did, and I was like, oh yeah, every every game's like that. <laughs> every game, <laughs> Just, uh, uh, and of course, the the night before the playoff game, um, you had, uh, or sorry, the day before the playoff game, you you mm. played for international all stars mm-hmm. uh, team. What, what what was that experience like for you? It was so fun. Um, I I was I was quite ill actually that day, but I um I was I was a bit nervous before the day it all started. Um, but um, it was it was such a fun team to play in because it was a really interesting like group of girls, women from sort of all over who had different hockey backgrounds in the All Stars team. Um, some really really incredible players, and so it was amazing to be playing with them. And because um, there were slightly less players in that team, we got so much ice time to play against the, like the GB Uni team that are like an incredible bunch of players. So it was a, a great experience to like play against players like I don't know, Louise Adams and like try and get a little poke check, check against her. It was, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> exciting. <laughs> and uh, so your season's not done yet, of course. Uh, you've got uh, women's nationals coming up. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's the, the lead side looking like for that? Um, pretty good. So um, we've, as a club, so we've only been going as a club for three years. We've got um, a big squad now um we've actually got 16 female players in the club 12 of which can come to are coming to nationals so we've got a, a squad of 12 from leeds and then three manchester players um are joining us and then i think some bradford players might might be or they might be in the buij team um so we've got um, um so we've got i think one player from the a team four of us from the b's and the rest um from the c team but the c team players whilst they've not been playing that long because our the Leeds club, it's just got such a good um, atmosphere that players, even they're starting out, sorry, completely new, um, they come to training every week because they just it's such a nice atmosphere and it's always really good training. So they, they grow and develop as players. So the players that are coming to Women's Nationals, they've been playing like one season and got some really strong defenders, players that have got some really nice goals over the season in the C team. Um, so it should be a really fun day. I'm really excited. Yeah, and... Uh... How did you, I mean, you were saying you've got quite a um, short list of, of female players. Uh, I started the squad this year. How did you, how did you mm. find getting a goalie for for the event? Because that, that's always the big, 
Mm. Uh, a big challenge. <laughs> well, um, our goalie actually, um, she is. Um, so I, th- I think she watched a lot of NHL growing up. I always loved it, and started playing when she got to uni. And her first, so I, I remember she came to the give it a go, and I would like was help. She was like, I want to play in goal. I'm like off the bat, like want to be a goalie. So I know that's quite a, quite a rare find. Got. I think goalies is a bit like the drummers in bands. You've got to be a little bit mad to go in goal. But um, she she likes going goal. Um, and um, yeah, so she's yeah still developing as a player, but she's keen and that's um, and enjoys doing it. And that's kind of the most important thing to start off with. Um, so yeah, so we've got got a goalie. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. And uh, what's the, what's the coaching setup in um, in Leeds? I was a bit surprised because I was expecting Ison to be on the bench for everybody, but. I didn't, I didn't see him as much as maybe I expected. Is he is he coaching your team more? Um, so he uh, the playoff game. He was actually away. He was like um, we called him after the game, and he was like crying because um, <laughs> he was so happy. Um, but he's been um, on our bench, the B team's bench, every um, every game pretty much. I don't think he's missed one all season apart from the playoff game. Um, and then I think. A couple of people's partners help out with like opening gates and doing water bottles and being on the bench as well. Um, some guys from the A team help out um, with coaching, um, and then um, it, yeah. So usually it's like um, Yasin will run the training session and the bench, and then A, a-, a- team players and other players um, help out with running drills. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> cool. And um, you've been with the Leeds club since its in- inception, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you you were there. You've won the tier four final twice, essentially. Yeah, I think um, I've, I've been in the team for every like title game that we've won because I went. I was in the A team last year um, where we won the tier. Where we won tier two. Um, so was it five trophy? Like we've because we've won the um, the seasons and we've won the the playoff games as well. Um, I'll need to check this again, but I think it was something like five titles in three years, or which is pretty good going for a new club. <laughs> and is there, is there a secret to Leeds' uh, success in such early early stages, or is it just the commitment and hard work of the players and the people that run the club? Um, well, it'll, it's definitely the people that the committee that run the club, the people that started the club. It's just they've got such a love and passion for the game, and um, I think. Anyone, so when people, teams that play like other teams that were watching us at Nationals, I think we've got a few comments that we looked like we were having so much fun. Like at Nationals, we were out playing Frisbee, the lot of us. We like, it's it's just a very um, accepting, welcoming, like, I mean, you play hockey, obviously, because you love the game, but you also, you've, something that helps you fall in love with the game is being in a team that, you know, with your friends and being in a team that, like, we're all a mixed people and we sort of didn't, don't know each other before. We didn't know each other that well before we played hockey together. But being in a team where you want to go to training because you're excited to see everyone, excited to play, and you, like, I think that really, really grows the club. And, like, I know we have good socials, we do things all together. And um, so I think that really helps sort of us, our success as people um, sort of being uh, being such like a family-run club. Cool. And um, so you're graduating this year, is that is that correct? That I pick up. Yeah, you? yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, graduating this year, and then I'm doing my alumni year next year. That's what I was going to ask. Nate. What, what's <laughs> next in the hockey career of Nina Brown? But you've answered you've answered that question already. So you're you're going to play your alumni year, um, and then you'll go back and do some postgrad or get a janitor's <laughs> job and just keep playing forever. Yeah, keep going masters. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually I'm captain of the B team next year. Um, so that's exciting, um, and we'll be in tier three. So it's you know a bit nervous, but um, I think from you know, playing tier three nationals, we showed we all went into it quite nervous and quite um, sort of not sure how the games were going to go because we've been playing tier four all season. But um, I think we proved that in tier, playing tier three nationals that we that's sort of where we're meant to be because we the games we had all season could be quite variable in terms of the scoreline in terms of. Um, how much of we got out of the games in terms of player development. So I think tier three is the place, right place for us. It's, it's going to be really exciting to sort of um, see how we do in the league and a, a sort of better matched league and sort of have a proper opportunity for us to grow and develop as players and as a team. So yeah, really excited for next year. Okay, cool. And uh, just just before we wrap up, is there anyone you want to give 
a big pod shout out to? Ah, uh, so um, well, obviously, all of the mighty Griffins love you all. Um, uh, so yeah, Yasin, top coach, best coach ever. Um, well, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll just yeah, all the Griffins. I haven't ever named all of them. I'd be here all day. Um, mm. I'm a dad for always supporting me play hockey. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, well, now now that you've done that, all the Griffins have to listen to the pod, so that, that <laughs> helps our listening figures. And um, so it's been great to speak to you, Nina. So uh, thanks very much, and uh, um, I look forward to seeing you at Women's Nationals. Brilliant, thank you. And there we are. Uh, as as Nick, you'll no doubt be aware, um, Nina, very very uh, nice person to chat to. And uh, very keen on her hockey, so it was uh, it was it was lovely to have a wee, wee chat with her uh, for the pod and uh, and the last pod of the season. Yeah, it was indeed, and uh, as we all know, it's always good when uh, when leads get involved, and they've certainly got a, a good opinion and some good hockey background uh, background in them. And uh, again, yeah, sounds like she's had a, a good year and a good season, and uh, speaks very highly of uh, BYJ and everything that she's uh, she's doing hockey wise. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, what? We've got uh, seven teams in this uh, this women's nationals. Um, I can't remember exactly all who they are off the top of my head. The, the, there's uh, Caledonia, there's Oxford, there's Leeds, there's no Newcastle, there is Cambridge, I believe. There's a BIHA team, Sheffield and Nottingham, I think. Um, and I'm maybe yeah, missing one. To seven. Yeah, yeah, that gets us to seven. <laughs> so we've got there then. Um, so I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. an interesting format. You play everybody in the tournament, uh, and then uh, there's a final at the end. So um, it's only a one-day event, um, but it's uh, it's good we've got it off the ground for the second year running. So well done to Ryan Rathbone and uh, and his team. I'm sure he's got a team people who work for him um, who uh, who got that organised. Yeah, and I think we've always said it, all these events started somewhere like. Many, many moons ago, we would all believe that nationals started somewhere and, and look what it is now. And obviously, women's nationals is something that started last year and, and grows again this year. And we'll, we'll see where it goes. And uh, certainly, there's going to be it'll be a good tournament. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually know I know somebody that was in one of the first nationals, which I believe play, took place through the night. Uh, it started at like 8 or 9 at night and finished in the morning at like 8 or 9. <laughs> Uh, so we've university tournament. Yeah, I mean, look how far we've come. Now we start in the morning and finish at eight in the next morning, but that's never, neither of you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, hours. Yeah. Um, anyway, Nick, I mean, I guess this next this next week topic that we decided to go with. Um, I don't know about you, but I was rather excited to go and watch uh, Marvel Marvel's um, Avengers Infinity War Part One. I, I don't know. Did you did you catch that? Yep, I have caught that more than once. Yes, more than once. Well, I didn't, I didn't see it more than once because uh, I, I, I was a little bit gloomy at the end, but I'm not obviously not going to put any spoilers. No spoilers. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought I came up with the idea of let's 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 chat about um, who we'd who we'd have on a line if we uh, if we were to pick from characters from the Avengers movies. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna do one caveat here, Nick. I would have had Deadpool in my team just. Purely on the basis that if you get to the playoffs, he's going to play hurt. So, um, but that's but, a good one. Uh, that would have been a good one. But he's 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 not um he's not in a Marvel cinematic universe. Character. True. But we've also already talked about that. Uh, sometimes it's not just all about the pretty players. You need uh, players that got a little bit of sandpaper to them. And you can imagine Deadpool getting under the skin of your opponents and uh, certainly having a, a quick uh, a quick chirp or two. I can I can imagine uh, I can imagine Andy Andy Miller swinging the hips up in the first couple of minutes of a game as well. Um, pretty good. Yeah, but um, no, I mean uh, starting first, we'll start with uh, with uh, the most important position, uh, a goaltender. Nick, who, who would you who would you pick from the Marvel Cinematic Universe for for um, goaltender? Well, you've always got to say that uh, that your goaltender's got to have uh, be able to see the puck. So uh, so so vision is, is is not a bad bad place to start as a as a the starting topic, but um, certainly got a couple of other attributes in vision that you're probably not looking for in a goaltender. Um, certainly being see-through sometimes probably isn't going to help. Um, I don't know. I think you, you'd have someone... Uh, ooh, um, hmm. Well, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who I had as my, as my goaltender, a good backstop. Uh, not my favourite Marvel character, I didn't they, but... Um, 
I had uh, I had Captain America because I figured he'd be able to block stuff with that shield of his. Um, you just need a blocker shaped shield. But, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I'll, I'll go with that. That's uh, you could do with a, a kind of combination between uh, Captain America and uh, and the Winter Soldier or Bucky Barnes. You could do with the, the bionic arm for a glove hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of hybrid uh, hybrid character there. And then uh, then moving on, uh, defense appearance. Um, I had uh, I'll tell you who I had this one of them. Uh, I had Thanos as one of them. Um, That's probably not a bad idea. I, I was thinking like maybe Thanos or the, the Hulk potentially. What well, well, a defense appearing um, right there, the, the Thanos and the Hulk, uh, two big fellies. You're not going to want to uh, uh, stick around in front of the crease with those guys uh, manning it. And so, uh, uh, Thanos and our friendly neighborhood koala. Or yeah, or <laughs> we might get to him a bit more later on, but uh, yeah. Um, I think Patrick Cola or Koala, as he's now been dubbed, um, would say. Set- you could uh, you could you could pick a roster and you could have you could have Thanos and the, and the Hulk on there and other options offensively going forward. More offensive defensemen. You could uh, you always talk about good defensemen who've got a big hammer at the hammer on the point. So uh, I think Thor needs to be in the consideration. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Thor. The other reason I was thinking about Thanos as well is because if a defenseman gets by him or that, he could. Actually, I'm not. I'm not weak in the spoiler. Yep, yep, yep. Stop there. Stop, 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 stop. Uh, he's just a big guy. <laughs> yeah, and also, like I think we've all talked about, you got uh, you got the the Alan, you got the the Edinburgh Alan Nanji factor that if you had the Thor at the back, he's like lightning. Yeah, yeah. No, Thor, Thor's a good one. That's a that's a that's a good three three. Uh, we've we've got there for defence. Um, up up front, we we need some some wily players up front, obviously. Some some. Uh, Skilled players that, that can handle themselves in front of the net, and uh, he's probably not my my favourite Marvel character, but uh, a certain a certain Mister Loki might be quite handy as a as a as part of your forward three, who uh, certainly make himself appear to be in places, but not really be there, and sneaks in the sneaks at the back door, and very, very good. Maybe maybe pair him up with uh, with Doctor Strange. You could do because being able to control time and being able to control. Uh, Certainly, uh, I could know I could know plenty of players who who need as many chances as uh, as Doctor Strange to uh, to work out exactly what's going to happen in the end. <laughs> We're not talking about someone that plays for Manchester, are we? Potentially, like I'm sure Max Springer is is a bit like uh, you know the whole uh, Doctor Strange, the first film, where it's uh, Dormammu, I've I've come to talk to you, or whatever it is, where he keeps doing that until he gets bored. Like just sit Max Springer in front of an empty net and be there all day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yep, and uh, um, you got to you got to be looking at like someone like Hawkeye, surely for like precision sniper shooting or something. Or yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking Hawkeye. Um, I was thinking, you know, if you if you're wanting the sort of you're talking about sandpaper and a bit of an agitator, that possibly Rocket might be somebody you would you would consider. Um, yeah, I can work he, in, he's uh... not maybe the most accurate, but he shoots repeatedly. Um, <laughs> so. So maybe maybe he'd be uh, certainly, quite... yeah. certainly I've 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 played with some imports before who who have probably got as much grasp of the English language as Groot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. That, I'm, I'm sure there's other people in the BYJ who, who vouch for that. Um, hmm. I, I think we've got we've not got a bad selection there. And no, not not at all, not at all. That's, that was a bit easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, but anyway, uh... <laughs> Rambo, we made something out of nothing. Yeah, that, that that filled an, an extra few minutes in the podcast, so that that'll just. But without without further ado, Nick, we did we did talk about this. I don't know if we did talk about this in the live stream, but you and I decided we'd give out some uh, paper plate awards, sort of uh, on air pod awards. That if you really really want one, we'll, we'll write you on a paper plate and give it to you. Um, <laughs> I'm not posting it. Put it that way. Um, exactly. You know, normal thing is answers on a postcard. Yeah, it's on a paper plate, but you have to come get it yourself. Um, so we've, we've got, we've got several categories. I even wrote this down. This is probably the most preparation for the podcast in, in quite some time. Yeah, no, when you the agenda the other day, I was like, this is new. It certainly, it certainly is. Um, I mean, the only, uh, the only thing I would say is I've, I've not written down anyone who's won anything. So we might have both completely different ideas. But, um, that's, that's, that's what we're here for. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, we could just debate to our heart's content, and if and if it goes a little bit too too crazy, I'm sure Dave will cut us off. Yeah, yeah. well, he has the power um, to do that sort of thing uh, and things like that. <laughs> um, so first off, I, I, the first one I wrote on the agenda: um, clutch performance. 
um, that we witnessed this year. I, I think if we, we said this in tandem, we'd both say one, two, I mean, three, yeah. Barbara and Sibna, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you beat me to it, but that's exactly what we would say. For those, for Holy moly. That, that semi-final, the final performance was, was absolutely incredible. I'd love to have been, considering we were in that conversation on the stairs where there was a debate of whether or not they were going to carry on, they were injured, they were beaten up. Basically in the changing rooms, before that semi-final, did Fabian just kind of stand up and guys, guys, I, I got this, don't worry about it, I got this. <laughs> just, just score one goal in each game. Yeah, you, you, did, you just score once, I, I got the rest, like. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Against two teams that are no slouch on offence, I mean, Southampton, uh, maybe not as uh, the best Southampton team we've seen in a long time, but a good one. And and then the uh, the, the St Andrews Typhoons, who have got some ridiculous talent on offence. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it has to go to Fabianson for his semi-final final performance in the one. Yeah, else. There are there are many many other worthy candidates. However, wow, like <laughs> I they ain't picking that level. No, the next one next one's for for uh, bravery. Um, we've called it the heart of an actual lion award. Give away my idea. We get this right <laughs> at the start. Is it is, is potentially like six hearts of it's six, lion? Yeah, six six parts uh, to the heart of a lion. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, well, I don't know if you agree with this, but I, I'm I'm going with the Birmingham Lions ATF. Yeah, um, I I would completely agree with that because what they managed to provide that weekend in terms of entertainment and actual performance-wise, I think you can look at it two ways. You can look at how good Birmingham were, or you could potentially pick fault with some of the teams that they beat. However, you've definitely got to go for the first one. Like they were incredible. Like some of the performances and. You got to consider as well. Out of those six, some of those players were playing in the other team as well, like in in goal or whatever they were doing. If you know what I mean, they were helping out. Like they weren't going home and sleeping for the rest of the day. Like some of them, I can't remember one of the, one of the guys definitely played in goals for the uh, for the B team. That's right. That's as well. uh, I can't remember his first name. Uh, Low second name. Yeah. In uh, which case, like, how the Jesus. Yeah, he scored, he scored a goal as well. Uh, for the oh, he, he scored a few, I think. Yeah, so I mean, that was that was incredible, and uh, I mean, their goaltender was uh, was certainly no slouch either. He, uh, he, you know, he kept them kept them nice and close, and then uh, the five of them. I mean, the fact they managed to generate any offense with five players, you know, after you know, in a thirty minute game, <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the world's the world's first unofficial BUIJ water break also uh, introduced. Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was uh, strategic uh, use of time. Yeah, good, good for them, good for them. Uh, yep, definitely. Uh, heart of an actual line award goes to the Birmingham Lions eighteen, and uh, a big, big shout out to their uh, their fans on on the the live stream, um, who uh, were well, they weren't noisy because obviously they were just typing, but they were uh, they were certainly creating a lot of buzz on the on the old live stream and uh, debating with us. Um, I think interactive is is what we should go with. And in, interactive, yeah, yeah. There was obviously there was much debate about horrible jerseys that five of them were six of them were forced to wear, but that's uh, something we'll just shelf and and move on. <laughs> um, so next up, hit of the season. Now I, I deliberately use season. <laughs> um, this might be one we both agree on as well, perhaps. Mm. What are you thinking? Well, I don't know if you know this, but we were in Switzerland. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, uh, uh, there's a magical gif has just reappeared into my head. Yes, and, uh, and Patrick oh, Cola, like, Patrick Cola may have sent Will's me over, over the bench <laughs> and he's on teammates. So, some people say that Will's be actually landed in Italy somewhere. <laughs> he Certainly did. It was uh, that was a monster hit. I mean, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, Patrick Cola, since we he's first come to our attention, has more hits than the Spice Girls. But um, that that is definitely the one to remember. Creme de la creme. Um, now, was it was it Marsden that was uh, was it last year that was the record? The record ball? ball into the bench. Yeah. How, how much do you want to see Hull play Oxford now? <laughs> Just, just <laughs> well, to see who would come off better in that in that battle. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I think I know who I'm plugging for, but um, but still, I'd love to see it. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be fun to see. It'd be fun to see. Um, again, we, we find ourselves drawn into uh, talking and hyping Oxford quite a lot. Um, and then uh, we were on goal of nationals. Now, this one, I'm not sure, but do you, do you have any particular goals in, in mind that you you remember? Oh, dear God. Um, again, there's a number of candidates and a number of number of ones that need to be looked at. It depends. Are you, are you talking about goal of nationals in terms of the significance of the goal, or are we talking goal of nationals in terms of the, the actual best hockey goal or the prettiest goal, or...? Um... I think I think it's dealer's choice, really. I mean, my my goal of nationals was probably, in my mind, the prettiest, but also was very important for when it was scored because it was essentially a dagger through the heart, um, and that was that was Duncan Henmarsh's goal for um, St Andrews against Edinburgh in the semi final, um, where he pulled that move through the defenseman's legs. Ricketti goes for the poke check and he pulls it back. He then oh, goes yeah. upstairs. So that that was certainly one of them. I mean, I remember uh, Wassel from Birmingham going bar down from the blue line a couple of times. Oh, that was that was an absolute laser beam. And then you throw out something like it might not have been the prettiest goal. Can you remember how close we came to having a coin toss? Yes, yeah. And and that goal that denied us a coin toss, like for no one else, that will never ever live in memory, apart from the sheer like. Excitement that we were having that, oh my god, we were potentially about to have the world's first ever BYJ coin toss until it was ruined. Yeah, yeah, well, it ruined it for us, but I mean, there's, there's a lot, I mean, you could go back through tons of, tons of national footage. Dave scores against Fabian Sibnet, I'm ret- yeah! Dave, oh, That was Dave! Dave! That was Dave! Dave! Dave just scored against Fabian Sibnet! <laughs> Dave, retire now! Um, but as I say, the Hindmarsh one really stuck out for me is, is, Something that like absolutely was a dagger through the heart of the Edinburgh team, but also just incredible skill to to do what he done with the puck in, um, in that game at that time and that place. That was incredible. Yeah, I mean, in terms of if we look beyond nationals, uh, I mean, if we look at the uh, the international all stars game, that cri- uh, that Christian Johnson goal was out of this world against Fabian Sifnet as well. <laughs> uh, the top the top bagger um, and the yeah the third period. So I mean, it's just there's we've been spoiled for goals this uh, this season. We, I mean, it started eight seconds into the first broadcast and it went on. Yeah, I was still I was still introducing the bloody thing. I was still introducing the show. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how how quick it was. Joe hadn't even got on the right camera by the time it went in. And, uh, and I, could, I, I, I was still only introducing the fact that we were at Ice Sheffield. Never mind anything else. <laughs> So I mean that's uh, that's been. Some... I think you learned a lesson. Must start live feed at least two minutes before first game. Yes. <laughs> we learned a valuable lesson there. Yeah. Now um, I think we've got best friend of the pod as the next category, but I think we should call it best friends of the pod because I don't think there's anyone really on their own that that deserves to to just have this. As no, uh... we've some good contributors who've been loyal listeners and get involved and. That you should we should reward them with our thanks. Yes, I mean, I, I suppose the first thing we should say is that, that the, the best, the, the, the pod father, um, that, that is that is Dave Rogers. Um, it is. Right? We, this, to be honest, this isn't possible without Dave. Yeah, it's, well, the quality that you get coming through, and I, I know sometimes it sounds a little bit tinny and stuff, that, that's totally Nick and I's fault, but the, the fact that he strings things together, puts the interviews where he does... Cuts the little cat- sound bites. Yeah, the the cutting out of Cali swearing, um, that sort of thing. Uh, it's it's um it's that's all Dave, um, and he's the one that's uh, that, that is the pod father. But I mean, in terms of friends of the pod, I mean, we've had some great interviews there. I, I would I would say. Um, I mean, one that sticks in my memory was uh, was had, uh, the the uh, the whole Oxford women's team just about on the, on the pod at one time. <laughs> we, we we had, uh, we had uh, you and I had a lovely chat with Joe Staten. Um, that was that was we did. That was one of my highlights. It was, was a lovely chat. Yeah, I mean, I felt incredibly smart after after listening to. Um, you know, like I knew so much more about about the world and how things work. Um, Eva Harrison, obviously, big fan of the pod, listens in quite frequently. Um, indeed. 
Yeah, and uh, Sam Cross from uh, Imperial Devils, he, he made sure that he uh, he became a regular pod listener after after he was invited on to, to give his tuppence worth. So, yeah, we've, we've had a lot of friends of the pod, and we'd just like to, to thank you all um, equally. Uh, I'd be remiss if I missed out uh, Dan Locke and uh, I missed out Matt Dybel, who I know listens to every podcast, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure he's had enough of me over the years. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so that was the, the friends of the pod. And then best tutorial. Now, I think I forgot this guy's name, um, but I may I may have him again. On the, is it Koivala? Is that who I'm thinking of that gave us the yes, best tutorial? The, the endocrino- endocrinology tutorial at the... Uh, at the uh, Nationals when he came Nationals. up and... We got more than we bargained for on that one. Yeah, I mean, we just started off with a bit of a laugh and then the, the next thing we knew, he was, was up the stairs explaining explaining what endocrinology is and, and it's all about hormones and all these sorts of things. I think I've got that right. Maybe I haven't. Um, like the scary thing is that we might have learned something. Which is a scary prospect. It's been a long time since I learned anything. Okay. Cool, cool. So we've got... um. So that was that was the best tutorial. Uh, that was just a short a short uh, interlude. Um, Heart of the Ocean Award. Now th- this is a special one that you might not know what I'm talking about, but I, I don't know if you've seen the Facebook video that almost lost me my uh, my BIHA um, posting rights, and it's not the Bat Bowl one. But uh, by the way, <laughs> well that's where I was going with it, but <laughs> do enlighten me with the other video. Have you not seen the uh, the Cali the Cali? Uh, I don't. I, I'm presuming it's Cali that mocked up on YouTube of uh, of Sam Canerva's goal, his first his first ever goal in uh, Sheffield, and he's oh, put the uh, yeah, the yeah the uh, if my heart will go on. Yeah, well, it's the heart. Yeah, that's why I went the heart. Yeah, yeah. So that that goes to Cali for his his excellent video skills. If it wasn't Cali, it goes to whichever dragon came up with it. Because it was definitely one of the dragons. <laughs> uh, well done to them. And, and speaking of dragons, I don't know, did you hear the national song that one of the dragons... Yeah, I was going to say about that. I, I came across that. It was part of one of the many things that Callie sent me, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it's a good little tune. Hope to be hearing it in the charts next year. Yeah, it's probably... Those two things we've just talked about are probably two of the only things we can talk about that Callie sent at <laughs> yeah. various times. Uh, there's there's other things that we, we shall not um, disclose. Dibble. Yes. Uh, but the, the, the song, yeah, check it out, the, the national song, I shared it on the, the BIHA Facebook page and it's, uh, it's quite cracking, like, listening to somebody, how they, how they enjoyed national so much, they, they went home and, and wrote a song about it. Um, good really? for them. Um, and, uh, right, okay, the next award, this is pretty easy for us to pick. Um, the Joe Staten Award for being Joe Staten. I think this goes to Joe Staten, if I'm gonna be honest. Uh, without him. Does Dave come second? Dave comes second, yeah, because he's like Joe's underling and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, essentially, I mean, without Joe, and I, I know we, we always mention Joe, we, we sometimes miss other committee members out where we help, but Joe, certainly, if it wasn't for him, there'd be no live stream, um, you know, there'd be none of the other frills. I mean, you know, be lucky if we had a hard camera, let alone a camera that follows the action. I think, I think uh, you guys might might not appreciate what, what you have until it's gone. Yeah. Is the same, and certainly, or look at the flip side. For people who've been around long enough, think what nationals and the BYK was like five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, even yeah. compared to now. Like this is not necessarily all down to one person. However, a certain big proportion of that uh, that pie is uh, belonged to Mr. Justin. Now, I mean, there is, and we'd be remiss if we missed out everyone else. Obviously, Dave does a lot of the coding and stuff, and he basically, as we said earlier, make sure that the podcast comes out in a sort of format that you can actually listen to it. Um, without him, we, we wouldn't have a lot of, we wouldn't have the website the way it is, and, and a lot of the other stuff. In fact, without Dave, hell, the Steel Queens would not have a logo, so. Um. <laughs> did, he, did he also have anything to do with the awards? What awards? These awards that we're talking about now? No, the awards for the Steel Queens. No. Oh, you do this, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I, I got, um, I asked him to do them and then he didn't reply, which suggested he was really busy with his, uh, masters, so I thought, 
and I let I'll ask somebody else to do it. They just asked me to send them a copy of the logo. So Graham Schoon, uh, best dad, uh, done the logos and he laminated them, uh, all the things as well, all the awards. So there you go. We, we, we got trophies too, but these were like the sort of, uh, special awards. Um, yeah, so and I mean, we've got obviously we've had people that have been on this committee for for years, and it's not because they you know they they like the power; it's because they they want to make sure that hockey grows and um from time to time. So you know, like so, Rob Grant has, has been involved with the BHA committee, I think, for as long as Rob Grant's been born. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the likes of Rob and, and Simon and people like that are the unsung heroes that might not be the, the forward-facing people that people necessarily get to see on the microphone or, or deal with all the time. I know Rob obviously deals with a lot of emails and, and requests, and people might not have that much involvement with Simon, but anyone who's got involved with going to Finland or certainly the, the camps and the exciting stuff that we've got coming up, that's all got Simon's fingerprints all over it. All these people are playing a part and doing their job and, and certainly... We uh we wouldn't be able to do half the stuff that we do without these guys. Yeah, yeah, man. We've had the uh, the player reps change every year. We had McKinnon this year. He's uh, nationals certainly put in a good bit of a shift uh, as well. So I mean, we've not we've not been short of short of people. I mean, you you and I are just the you and I are just the ones that get to talk a lot. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we we get to put the put the face on the end of it. Yeah, certainly. Uh, or the voice. Uh, the voice. The voice. And we, we did mention Miller, right? Because that would be definitely remiss if we didn't there. Um, Who's that guy? Uh, some guy that essentially is probably reason the BHA is as prominent as it and as well. Oh, as oh the, guy that, the guy that's kind of developed this into probably, I don't know, the veteran section of the BHA. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that guy. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah. Oh, the one who makes all these magical fees and... And takes everyone's money and is really nasty. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> We're of course being sarcastic, but um, yes, Andy Andy Miller is uh, he is he has got us running like a running as well as we possibly can. Well oiled machine. Yeah, and the one thing about about the guys and, and people won't believe this perhaps, but they they all constantly always trying to find ways to do things better. And if yes. you you know we we are all volunteers. If you if you have any ideas, please, you know, you can, you can always come to via Nick, via Twitter and, and frame them in a nice way and we'll, we'll always take them on board. Exactly. And I think building on what we've just said, I think we can't, uh, can't continue this without a small mention and shout out for the, the other unsung heroes, which are the plus ones and wives and girlfriends of the committee members who have to deal with their, their loved ones being otherwise engaged for quite a lot of April and quite a lot of time during the year sorting out some of this stuff. Certainly, some of the jobs are more intensive than others, and some of them just require occasional moments of, of getting on with stuff, but certainly uh, the I, I'm, I'm sure there's some heartfelt appreciation from certainly, or there should be from everyone out there to these uh, these special ladies. Yes, yeah. Moving on, Nick, um, so we're not just constantly patting ourselves on the, the, the back for being... I've got, we've got the breakout star of the GVU games. Now, this could be, we might not both agree on this, but it might not both be from the same game, Nick. Um, mm. But uh, who would you say was the your breakout star in your mind from the GBU games? Yeah. That's a tough one. That is a real tough one, because I think there were so many ebbs and flows, certainly in the, because obviously I didn't get to see the, the women's game live, but the men's game, certainly from my opinion, there were so many ebbs and flows and so many points where different people came to came to play and you could look at someone like that first period I think you both we both agree and we both said that might be some of the best hockey we've seen Chase McCarthy play oh absolutely but, showed how classy like how class he can be um, yes yeah. and then in the same way in the same sentence a lot of people potentially might have written off some squeaky little Div 2 player who's racking up all these points as a hot dog is he any good Vlad Volkanovs, uh, yes, yes he is, he's rather good. Um, you put him in there in terms of his breakout, in terms of, I know it's not in the All-Star game, but his performance in that playoff game and how he played, he certainly showed he was no uh, no spare part, and certainly, well, he's uh, he's got the scars now to uh, to prove it probably, but um, <laughs> again, I thought uh, Johnson at the back for GB, he was, uh, it was the first time I'd seen him, but heard good things, and certainly he lived up to the billing, so 
Um, and then the women's game. I thought both both teams had a had a great game, and certainly players on both sides that certainly I'd never heard of before, who certainly stood out and came to my attention in terms of good performances. I'm sure you could probably build on that and name exact names. Well, exactly, Nick. Um, I mean, from from my point of view, from being behind the bench the women's team, and the break- that second line of the girls. Yeah, well, that break the breakout star comes from that line for me. Um, Isabel Whiteley, who was just well, she had a hat trick. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. But that whole line, oh my goodness, that that is um, that is something that that uh, I think <laughs> any coach would be happy just came together in the right way. Beth Milne, uh, Monica Petrosino, and Isabel Whiteley for me as sort of the breakout breakout line of the EBU games. Um, and uh, yeah, certainly I, I don't want to I don't want to let um, some just know that Beth is actually LG is. Uh, and, um, and hopefully uh, I can uh, convince her to play a little little Steel Queens next year. Um, and uh, you know, as you said, Christian Johnson as well. That's another guy that imagine him being in your BIG. He'd be ch- dead chuffed with that. So yeah, I I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head. With some of the players you mentioned, obviously from the men's game, the women's game, quite is you we didn't get to see it. You were still at your work, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, and. Um, Right, and the breakout star of Nationals. Now, this is a really hard one, because this could come from anywhere. Mm. Uh, I mean, from my point of view, there was a couple of guys on the, the Northumbria KD team, Mark Thompson being one of them. Um, the guy, what was it, Brian somebody? Yep, yep. Walker, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, both of them. <laughs> they, they were both uh, outstanding from my point of view. I don't think you can call... Vlad's walking off a breakout star as someone, but if somebody who was absolutely incredible to watch. Um, yeah, it's human highlight reel, like, and that's not just him hot-dogging it, that's him making everyone else around him just that level better than everyone else. And, and with Dumani as well, with him, it was just as, you know, it was just solid that I wasn't aware of before it. Um, and, you know, as it, there's other, obviously there's a lot of seasoned campaigns who were who were just just incredible, but I'm trying to think of the name of the uh, the really small imperial guy that kept hitting everybody. Oh, yes, and I, I know what you mean. He was. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look him up now because I've I went and made a mistake and not actually had this prepared. But he he to me it was it was Sam Jackson. I've remembered now because yes. um, I kept doing sorry. No, couldn't chair pizza with us. Why are we giving them awards? So, oh yeah, well no, they did give me a bit of pizza in there. Oh. Ah. Ah, yeah, that's why you're picking them, not me. Ah, I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam Jackson certainly for me was 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 one of my breakout stars of uh, of nationals, and um, and uh, Jacob Steeples, who I had never seen play before. Um, I don't know if he is a breakout star, or if he's been in the BHA here before, but oh my word! Um, behind the Leeds team that was struggling, uh, he 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 made every game of theirs respectable, no matter how how much he was fired upon. Yeah, it was a, that was an incredible shift that he put into that team, and certainly a uh, coach of that team. You might be looking a little bit further down the actual bench and the people going on and off the ice, not the one who's constantly there, because he did his job. He certainly did. He certainly did. Um, so, Nick, I think that that concludes our paper plate awards. Unless you've got anything else you want to, to add, anyone you've you've missed out or? No, I don't think so. I think that kind of covers uh, covers it for now. Short and uh, short and sweet. Yeah, now, before before I go on, Nick, I just wanted to, to share a list, interesting anecdote with the uh, with the listeners and, and with your good self. Uh, we were talking about the Steel Queens Awards. The Steel Queens Eagles and, and Edinburgh Phoenix had a, a joint awards ceremony on uh, Friday night. Um, it was basically just uh, keepsake trophies and we used to get drunk. But, um, <laughs> but the week before that, Nick, and this, this, this came up at awards night and actually the... the Three people involved in this, the three players involved in this, got a, a special award for the Business Enterprise Award. Um, Vicky uh, Carson, um, Essie Etasalo, and uh, International All-Stars uh, coach uh, Maggie Benson decided they would go to Weatherspoons the Friday before uh, before um, the awards night. And uh, they, they hadn't had their student loans or pay or whatever in yet. They, they had... You know, obviously it's some money. Everyone's got enough money to get a drink at Weatherspoons, but 
They decided they would see if they could crowdfund their alcoholism and uh, posted up on our, our group. Uh, we're at Table 64 in Weatherspoons in uh, Edinburgh. And if you download the app, you can send us a drink. You can order food, yeah. And they got 13 rounds of drinks from people who ordered them what? drinks from the app. 13 rounds they got from people just ordered them drinks from the app. Yo, that's <laughs> ridiculous. That's absolutely incredible. <laughs> it was, it was, um, so they got they got a special award at awards night for that. They sent the prize award, but um, you know it was something that like nobody ever thinks that you could you could order drinks to your table at Weatherspoons. So what a time to be alive! But um, <laughs> uh, that was that was them. I just thought I would, I would share that with people. So that unfortunately, I think. Without the violin music, Dave, there's violin music. Um, that brings us <laughs> towards the end of uh, of 2017, 2018, VHA Hockey. And, uh, Pretty much good, sadly. Yeah, I think the next time me and you will be back, we'll uh, do another podcast. We'll be in or around uh, August, September time, in the season again, and uh, just looking forward yep. to the pre-season camp. Um, but um, thanks to everyone um, for, for listening to us this year, uh, whether you've listened to us just for one pod or you listened to us for all of them, um, then that, that's that been, been fantastic. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we've patted ourselves on the, on the back as committee members and stuff and, and all the rest of it and other committee members on the back, but at the end of the day, without you guys that are listening in, we don't be IHAs. Um, yeah, and, and look look how far this has come from our little avoiding doing work to sitting down and doing a podcast. Like this is Yeah. Spiraled 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 very much out of control. But again, we're still here and enjoying it and uh, long may it continue. And and that's that's very much what the BHE um people have been like. They, things get taken on board by BHE people and they and they do do run with them a lot more than, than you could in maybe other sections and stuff. I still understand that we're, we've now done more pods in the, in the last six months than, than perhaps the EIHA pod has done in the last two years. So, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've committed to it hard. Poor Dave's had to edit a lot more than he expected. Um, but we're, we're glad that you guys have got to listen to something. And, uh, if you have any input, you can let us know and we can think of ways to try and improve the pod, whether it's featured or something, um, for next season. So thank you all for listening. And it's, a uh, that's a goodbye for me and uh, Nick. And it's a goodbye from me. Have a good summer, everyone. And uh, make sure you come back fit and trim for um, the new season. Bye, guys. Bye.